on what is popping everyone welcome to episode 69 gronk's favorite number i'm extremely ecstatic that we have finally reached that milestone and i don't think we're ever gonna get higher than this peak as a flea flicker podcast in my opinion but yeah episode 69 it's going to be a mock draft type of episode i'm your host Arub umar and i'm once again joined by my great friend and co-host and colts fan amal ronek what's up amal what's up Arib? uh back back at it episode 69 this is probably going to be our peak like you said the peak of our podcast uh this might even be your favorite episode because uh we're recording this the day uh before probably our favorite day of the year and it might be the best day of football for like the next year i'd say uh and that is the first round of the 2021 nfl draft the most anticipated draft for the past decade i could easily say um and the fact that uh that there's so many question marks that are at the table. Uh, definitely lots to talk about. So today we are going through our final mock draft just a day before the draft. So we'll have, a, there's not a lot of, even a day before the draft, there's still so many like missing holes on where players are going to go. Like we can make strong assumptions, but even strong assumptions are not strong enough because it's so unpredictable this league and the draft can go multiple different ways. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll go through, we'll first go through a little bit of news and then uh, get started with this mock draft. Yeah. And we could just dive right into the, the news that ties the closest to this mock draft. Actually, I think there was a trade last week. Amal. I think you had the trade details between two playoff teams, both in the AFC the Baltimore Ravens traded away Orlando Brown Jr., a former a son of I guess of the late Orlando Brown, who was pretty good tackle in his own regard. They traded him to the Kansas City Chiefs to replace Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz, or at least whichever one of them was starting at left tackle, because that is where Orlando Brown wants to play, and that is why he requested a trade of all. He he wanted to play left tackle, get that left tackle money. I honestly don't even know if there's that big of a difference anymore in tackle money, because I feel like pass rushers like rotate like you, like jj watts never on one side he's everywhere so like i i think it's more of a name thing and sort of i was following my dad's footsteps by playing left tackle i think it's more of a sentimental thing for him and that's why he wanted to be traded and this has been building for months we all knew Orlando brand would get traded we just didn't know when and it makes sense for both parties uh, i guess but you had the trade details right amal you can list those off for me yeah, so the trade, I believe, was Orlando Brown, a second-round pick, which is the 58th pick in the draft, and then a future sixth, and the ball, and then Baltimore gets uh, this year's first from Kansas City, which is the 30, 31st pick, the thir- a third-round pick from this year, which is the 94th pick, a fourth-round pick, which is the 136th pick, and then a future fifth. Uh I thought they they uh, the Chiefs underpaid slightly underpaid. I thought it was a pretty fair trade. Uh, I think they're getting a, a elite young protector, the Patrick Mahomes, and I think he's going to be there for quite some time. Uh, he was an All Pro tackle, uh, so I, I don't see uh, I don't see that changing in uh, Kansas City. And this is a great replacement for I believe uh, Eric Fisher, who. Um, who uh, who the Chiefs cut this past offseason. Yeah, I mean, you hit on it. I, when I first saw the trade, I've got to say, I think it was underpaying. just a, Maybe not even just a little bit by a lot, I feel like, because you traded Orlando Brown to essentially trade up 
20, I guess, yeah, 20 picks in the first uh, to get to get into the it first was a, round. It was essentially Orlando Brown for a second. I think that that was essentially the, the trade. If you if you really like depict it, uh, with all the pick trade value, the pick, value. yeah, kind of, essentially that's what it was. Yeah. You, you used them to trade up. That being said, I think it's a great trade for both parties because Orlando Brown wanted to play left tackle, and you already have Ronnie Staley playing Stanley playing left tackle already for Baltimore. You're not going to move him, even though he's coming off an injury. You're not moving him because he is an all pro in his own also in all regard. That position. Um, yeah, so I would say this probably opens up a hole at tackle for the Ravens, but this tackle class is so deep that I think they could maybe right tackle, fill it. Right? Yeah. yeah, right tackle. I think they yeah. can fill it maybe at 31 now or 27. Uh, or, I mean, if they want to, second round, maybe trade up. I, I know they traded their second round pick away, but I think th- this tackle class gives them a lot of versatility to fill that hole. I mean, Orlando Brown was literally a third round pick of all, and he, he was only a third round pick because he had literally the worst combine in like NFL history at that point. Like he came up overweight and everything. But I think the thing is, you can get replacement level tackles who can end up being all pros in the third round. And yeah, that was a few years ago. I think it still holds up today. Like, especially in this, this year's draft class, I think they can fill that hole pretty easily if they need to. And obviously the chiefs, uh, they, they traded, uh, they traded the first round pick to, for, to fill a hole and they were going to draft a tackle no matter what, most likely. So I think it just makes a lot of sense for both parties. But yeah, in other news though, I think we need to talk about longtime Cowboys linebacker Sean Lee has retired after 11 seasons. He was a good player who dealt with injuries, and honestly, I feel like he should have retired a few years ago. But yeah, I think he was past his time. As an as an Eagles fan, I guess it's kind of sad to see him go because I did have some respect for Sean Lee. Like I knew he was a good player, and you know, putting rival rivalries aside, like you can respect good players on other division teams. So yeah, I hope he uh, enjoys retirement and I hope he doesn't somehow get injured again <laughs> during retirement because he this man just had the glass for bones, essentially. He he broke everything. Yeah, I, I think he should have retired a, a couple of years back because I think the problem with him, he kept on getting hurt, man. It, it was never-ending injuries with him. Uh, I'm kind of seeing the same thing happening with the Atlanta Falcons linebacker, Deion Jones. I mean, the, the dude is like, I don't know how often he's on the field. He's on the field. I think it's 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 a problem that uh people need to. I mean, they gotta look. They gotta think. Uh, think again. Uh, think twice before they. Yeah, enter the field. I mean, those guys miss so many games that you tally their stat in games missed, not even games played. Like they they're just they have a great impact field. when they're on the field, but it's exactly. Just but I mean, the best ability is availability, Amal. We we know 100%. that hundred percent. Um. Yeah, we can go right into this mock draft unless you have some other news. I mean, the only other news really I'm all is just everyone is rumored to every single player in the NFL draft, essentially. Like, I'm yeah, surprised definitely. we haven't heard a like a like a I don't know, like a Zach Wilson to the to the Jaguars rumor or something like that. Cause the rumors are are being thrown left, right, and center, and smoke screens are everywhere I'm all. Uh yeah, so there's no news other than that. But we can yeah. jump right into this mock draft if you are ready. Yeah, so uh, we can move on to this mock draft. This mock draft will be uh, in a style where we'll go alternative picks now. This will be a new way that we're going to do it. Uh, we're also using Pro Football Focus, though the platform that Reeb has shitted on 100% uh, in the past. <laughs> but it's okay. They have a pretty good mock draft simulator, so we'll be using that. 
Uh, this will have no trades in this mock draft because at this point, there's no point in having trades. This is just what the team should do in terms of these picks. So uh, I'll go through all the odd number picks. Uh, so I'll start with pick one, three, five, seven onwards. Uh, and then we'll discuss uh, agreeing or disagreeing on the pick, and we'll just discuss that. Um, and then Areeb will take uh, picks two, four, six, eight, and so on. Um, but yeah, we can get it started. And I'm assuming you're you're drafting Trevor Lawrence. Number yep. One so one. Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock, and Trevor Lawrence is the pick. He's been the pick, I believe, since uh, I think he was the pick since uh, the Jet uh, the Jets beat the the Saints. I want to say I don't I don't remember the game. They they beat the Seahawks, I believe. That that I don't remember the game, but since the Jets won. I can say uh, that's been the pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, number two overall, Ma, I've said it so many times on this podcast, and we literally did like an offensive player ranking episode. And even then, I was still like very undecided between Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. That being said, I think Justin Fields does have the intangibles, intangibles, bro. So as a player right now, I would take Zach Wilson, but like intangibles, I think at number two overall, I think that matters. You need someone who's going to be a hard worker, someone who's willing to learn. I just think he has that leadership and everything. Uh, I think I might just have to go Justin Fields here, even though I think Zach Wilson right now might be the better quarterback, which I think that's going to throw a wrench in a lot of things. Among. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you were going to go that way. Um, yeah, I think that's not going to happen. Uh, so then now you just completely screwed my plan here. Uh, if yeah, that's not going to happen. So if that does happen, that now that completely screws this mock draft. Um, uh, three, then Zach Wilson will go third. Then I mean, that has okay. So you're not buying into the Trey Lance rumors? Well, no, well, now if if Zach Zach Wilson's not going to fall past. He's not gonna go past three if that he's not gonna he wasn't gonna go past two and now you're gonna say he's going to yeah I mean I guess that's that has to be the pick there so I mean I I, I don't understand how yeah I mean Let someone of that skill fall you mean I understand it the reason I would think about going Trey Lance though Amal is I think Zach Wilson. He is a great quarterback, but I think he tries to ad-lib too much versus I think Kyle Shanahan, he can let uh, Jimmy G take the take the ropes, teach um, Trey Lance, who would be my pick, actually. And on top of that, you're getting a dynamic runner of the football. And I think he can mold Trey Lance to fit his system versus I think Zach Wilson, that might be a little bit more difficult. But that being said, Zach Wilson is definitely the better of the two quarterbacks. I, I don't think there's a question. Okay, now number four, I think I've got to go Kyle Pitts here. I think the thing about the the thing about the Falcons is I don't think tight end or even offensive weapon is a need. Definitely not. The, like I think they should definitely prioritize defense. And I think real life of all, if I were to project a trade here, I would project them trading down and going down to number nine or maybe even number 15 with the Denver Broncos and the New England Patriots respectively. And that way I think they can go out and draft like an edge rusher because they lost Tack McKinnon. Edge he was a bust. They, I mean, they lost, 
what was his name? Vic Beasley was a massive bust. He had one good season back in 2016 and he got cut a while ago. So like, they just don't have any edge pressure. I think they need cornerback help. They lost like all their safeties. They need defensive help. So I think at some level, Kyle Pitts is a luxury pick, but it's also foreshadowing for the future because Julio Jones was injured and Julio Jones honestly missed a lot of games last season. And when he played, he was great, but I think just year going to year one for Arthur Smith, I think Kyle Pitts gives you a dynamic athlete who I think your offense is going to be great. And I also think you can at some level project him to replace Julio Jones. And I think you can get good defensive edge help early on in round two. But I think if you prioritize offense this early, you've got to go defense like the rest of the draft because their defense has been a, a massive hole for years. Yeah, definitely. So um, pick five uh, Bengals here. Uh, I would want them to take Panay Sewell, um, but I think the pick here is going to be Jamar Chase. Uh, and I think it's mainly just because of the chemistry that's there already between Joe Burrow and, uh, and uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is only really good season i guess you could say is with joe burrow at quarterback and uh and yeah, joe burrow's elite of the lead seasons happened with jamar chase to them all these so guys exactly. i think they both make each other like the best versions of themselves possible i still think panay solo should probably be the pick here but it's a yeah. coin flip it's a yeah. coin flip and i think yeah. at some point you've got to be like you know what that chemistry we're never going to get that chemistry again unless you want to draft like terrence marshall in the second round which that chemistry is also there but not to the same level as jamar chase and joe burrow uh, now we've got some interesting things here i think miami I just need to look up Miami's depth chart real quickly. So it's rumored that uh, Miami will be taking Panay Sewell. That's the rumor out there. Uh, and, I mean, it does make sense because, although we didn't talk about this in the news, um, they did uh, just uh, – I believe they moved Eric moved uh, Eric Flowers to the Washington football team. Uh, yeah, they did like a, a trade for him. I think it was a late-round pick. Yeah, exactly. So um, – and they're planning on moving him to guard. So, I mean, they're planning on moving position to guard. So I think they want to have this uh, tackle position uh, filled out for Penny Sewell. So I think that would probably, that's my opinion, what the direction would be. So uh, I don't know what you think about. Yeah, I would go Penny Sewell as well. I'm just looking at their offensive line depth chart. Them all. They have Austin Jackson, who was a former, I think, second first rounder from last year, I want to say. And then... Robert Hunt is decent at the right guard position, but right tackle Jesse Davis. Uh, I'll be honest, I have no clue who Jesse Davis is, and I think that's all I need to know to draft a, a replacement level tackle for with Penesua. I think you can maybe play him at right or left, but at some point, I don't think it matters because I think there's just you make it, you get an elite player for that line and play him whatever you want to play him. It doesn't matter. Okay, so pick number seven here, uh, the Lions. I think. Uh, for some reason here, Reeb, I think they're not going to go pick Devontae Smith, although I think they should pick Devontae Smith. Uh, I believe the pick here will be Jalen Waddle. Um, I think they're more Ooh. inclined to pick the Jalen Waddle. That's my opinion there. Uh, I would take, like I said before, I, I would take Devontae Smith here, but I think Jalen Waddle will be the pick. Do you think the weight thing actually drops Devontae Smith? Because I don't think it does, personally. I think... Here's my thing, right? If C.D. Lamb was dropping, 
for absolutely no reason. I still don't even know to this day. I, health concern, I don't even remember. Um, if CD Lamb is dropping, I, I, I and Jer- I think everyone, even Jerry Judy, in my opinion, dropped in, la- in the last draft. I, I didn't see those guys going past 10, and they both went like to 15, past 15. So if I can see wide receivers really dropping uh, past Chase, so it wouldn't shock me if Waddle even fell past 15. But I think for some reason, I think Waddle is valued ahead of Smith. And I've also heard that there are teams that value Waddle over Smith, um, such as I believe the Miami Dolphins do. Uh, I don't know if the Lions do, but we'll see. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to lean towards uh, Jalen Waddle here with the pick. And Jalen Waddle was the better prospect heading into college. Not sure that, that means anything, but um, – he does have the intangibles, and he is supposed to be Tyreek Hill 2.0. We'll see if that that comes out to be true or not. Fair enough. Um, with the Carolina Panthers pick at number eight, I'm going to go with Sean Slater. I think they just, they just need to improve their offensive line. Uh, if you want to play with Sean Slater at guard, do that. If you want to play him at tackle, do that. I don't care where you play him. I think you just need an improvement at the offensive line, and I think Rashawn Slater definitely gives that to you. Amal, yeah. you, you better pick who I think – should yeah, here, here, yeah, <laughs> here, here it's going to be Trey Lance, honestly. Um, they, they, the need at quarterback is there for um, Denver. And I think adding into the draft, I'm pretty sure they would be okay with either Fields or Lance at nine. And uh, they'll be happy having Trey Lance at nine without even needing to trade up for him. So um, they'll be very happy with that pick. Yeah, and I think you can let Drew Locke be the starter this year if drew lock actually improves then you have a trade asset i think and you can either move trey lance or drew lock or if he sucks then you have a high ceiling quarterback on the bench so i I like the move no matter what number 10 here my favorite corner is actually jc horn so i'm going to go jc horn i think that pick makes sense here as well because um mike mccarthy coach joe horn i believe uh that connection is there. And I believe the Dallas front office is also inclined with JC Horn more than Patrick uh, Sertan. So yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of that pick. And then at 11, I think here, the pick will be Devonte Smith. Uh, I think it's, he's too good to pass up on here uh, in terms of all these different uh, players that are available. Uh, I think that, that, that seems to be the pick here. I think that the Giants want to have that tandem of Galladay and Devontae Smith. So, and Evan Ingram, of course, but I think Devontae Smith will be the pick there. Yeah. Dude, that hurt me, man. You really picked the one player I didn't want you to pick. Yeah. I mean, it's similar to when uh, you, you picked Justin Fields at two. That, that also hurt. Um, but yeah, we can move. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my cornerback number two is Patrick Sertan. I think cornerback is a bigger need than wide receiver for the Eagles. And I just, I think going that way with corner, you can pair him up with Darius Slay year one, move on Vontae Maddox to the slot. And I think cornerback, the fact that they didn't sign a single cornerback to me when they had a huge glaring hole, it just shows that they, they believe that they're going to fill that hole in the draft. And yeah, I, th- I think Patrick Sertan fills a, a definite hole. There's no wide receivers I would take if I was the Eagles here. I mean, Rashad Bateman, maybe, uh, and Terrence Marshall, maybe. But both those guys, I think, you can maybe trade back into the second round for, like what the the Niners did when they traded up for Brendan Ayuk last season. I think you can do that and get those two guys. 
Yeah, so um, I actually agree with your pick there. Uh, pick 13 here, um, I they do need to tackle the Los Angeles Chargers. They also need a guard. I think Elijah Vera Tucker makes sense here. So does Christian Darasaw. I'll probably lean towards Elijah Vera Tucker because he has that multiple multi-positional uh, value. So I, I'm leaning towards uh, Elijah Vera Tucker here at 13. Fair enough. I have no complaints there. I might go Christian Dorsaw, but I think you need a lot of holes to fix if you're the Chargers. And I think AVT fixes a lot of them just because he plays like every single position. On the line, yeah. Okay, now for the Minnesota Vikings. I'm just here. I think I'm probably go Darisol here. I'm just gonna look at the depth chart real quickly so I, I can make a somewhat informed opinion. I think going off in the tackle makes sense for them. I think going edge also makes sense for them because Daniel Hunter's future is up in the air for that team. Brian O'Neill, Garrett Bradbury, Ezra Cleveland. Nah, you can definitely fill in a left tackle hole there. Uh, Rashad Hill is definitely someone worth replacing at the left tackle spot. And I think Darisol gives you a really high type of ceiling here uh, for the, the tackle position. Yeah, so 15, this is not going to happen. Uh, it, it, I, like you said, this is a mock without trades. This is not going to happen. But Mac Jones will be picked at 15 if Mac Jones is not there. If Mac Jones is on the board at 15. But Patriots will trade up most likely if Mac Jones falls outside the top 10. So uh, they will probably move from 15 to 11 if uh, anything happens. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was a pretty uh, simple pick. I'm all now here at 16. See, my second favorite cornerback is Kelvin Joseph. Or my third favorite cornerback is Kelvin Joseph in this year's draft, right? I really like Kelvin Joseph. I also really like the other guy, Greg Newsom, and I like Caleb Farley. Caleb Farley's injury, though, actually scares me, man. I think his injury for a top 16 pick here, because uh, I think going corner would probably be the play here. You have DeAndre Hopkins. You brought in A.J. Green, Christian Kirk. You still got the, the remnants of Andy Isabella. I don't think there's a wide receiver worth picking here at 16. I think cornerback is probably a bigger need because they need to replace their longtime all-pro Patrick Peterson, who assigned with the Vikings, actually. I think I'm going to end up going Greg Newsom just because I think I like Kelvin Joseph more, but Kelvin Joseph has off the field and Caleb Farley has, I think legitimate injury questions. And I think you got to go with the safer player here. And Greg Newsom is a damn good corner in his own regard. This guy moves really fluidly. Well, you know, he, no, you can't, you know, get any deep passes on him whatsoever. Caleb Farley, a bit too over aggressive for my liking, but I think he's the ceiling play here, but Newsom, I think is a safer pick and gives you a good ceiling and doesn't have the injury concerns. So I'm, I think that's a great pick for them. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm okay with that pick. I would have probably picked Caleb Farley here, even though there, there is injury concerns, serious injury concern with him. Uh, now at 17, this is an interesting spot here. They do need an O-line really badly, uh, but I think here I'd probably lean towards Caleb Farley here at 17. Uh, mainly really? Because, yeah, because I, I just I just think corner is still a, a massive hole that I think the Raiders do have. So um, I don't think they, they'd reach with the tackle pick here. Tackle well, I don't think there is a reach here. I think you you could comfortably go, go Tevin, Tevin Jenkins. They can, or go Tevin, they can go like, Tevin Jenkins here, but I don't 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I think me and you are different on the 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 valuation of Tevin Jenkins. I honestly, I forgot. I would have taken him over Christian Durasaw, but I misclicked. <laughs> but I think they're both tied. Um, yeah, so you, I, think, you think? I, uh, I think he's the pick here. Do I think? Here's the thing. I don't even think Farley would be because I think they have Damon Arnett, they have Trayvon Mullen, two former first rounders. I don't think cornerback is that big of a that need. Is tr- that's sure. That's sure. All right. Uh, then yeah, I'll roll with Tevin Jenkins here. Then yeah, I'm okay with that pick. Because uh, I think I think they could also go like any defensive position though. Because they I also think, can. Because yeah. then Parsons is also a good pick there. But uh, I they think- also like butchered their offensive line for like no reason. At all. It was really weird. Like they got rid of like two of their starters. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah. You got pick eighteen. Dude, pick 18. Another interesting pick here for Miami. We had them uh, fixing that tackle hole firstly with Penesua. Now I think going edge rusher would be a, would make a lot of sense. And I think the best, best edge rusher on the board for me is Jalen Phillips. I think he's the best pass rusher. And he stay need, in Miami. He can stay in Miami. And I think you need someone who I think is a sack producer. And I think he's probably the best sack producer in this year's class by a decent margin and margin. So I think Gian Phillips there fills a hole and they just don't have any pass rushes there at all whatsoever. They have a great secondary, but they need to be able to pressure the quarterback more. Christian Wilkins can only do so much by himself. Yeah. So now we're at pick 19. This is a steal at 19 here. And that is Micah Parsons. Uh, It is shocking that, in my opinion, the best defensive player in this year's class has fallen to the 19th pick in the draft. Uh, and it's going based off purely, I guess, need. The linebacker need is not heavy in any of these teams um, picking. So, And also, he opted out. The, uh, I think only – we talked about this, Arib. Only Jamar Chase really uh, took advantage of opting out because I think his draft stock stayed exactly the same with whether he played or didn't play. When you look at Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons would have probably been a top five pick locked, maybe even top three pick locked if he played this year. And uh, he didn't play and he opted out. And now character issues are coming out about him, like unnecessarily stuff that could have easily been avoided if he played this year. And uh, unfortunately, he didn't. And uh, I think his draft stock will fall. And I think in this draft, he might also fall. I think he's going to, we're going to see Micah Parsons seriously fall in this draft yeah i agree with everything you said there so number 20 i think the biggest need for the i'm for the bears i'm tempted to pick they need everything dude they need everything (laughs) shut up they they do need every single position uh they need corner too to be honest linebackers i think the only position they don't need oh i can say that strongly so okay wide receiver i think they could go to shot bateman to replace um, I mean, I guess they did bring back good old AR twelve. I don't know. It's interesting. They, I don't think they'd pick wide receiver here. Um, I think I think offensive be, line is definitely yeah. the biggest need, yeah, other than line. quarterback, right? Yeah, definitely. <sighs> offensive line, they can go that way. I think quarterback, if they, were- they have a huge. Uh, they have a huge hole after letting uh, what's his face go, <laughs> Eddie Jackson, not Eddie Jackson. What's his name? The guy that let down uh, Wolf Kendall Fuller. Yeah, they Kendall let him Fuller. go. I think I, who's the best player on the board right here? Caleb Farley. 
Caleb Farley is probably the best player on the board. Uh, but I think the prob- safest pick for me would probably be. It probably uh, be- Liam Eichenberg, maybe or Jill- Dylan Radunes. Uh you could also say Samuel Cosme too. He's also- I'm higher on both Dylan Radunes and uh, and Liam Eichenberg. Though I'm going to go. T- I'm going to take Dylan Radunes. I think he has the athletic ceiling that Liam Eichenberg doesn't have, and I think he's also a safer pick than Samuel Cosme. Now you're yeah. Indianapolis Colts, my guy. Uh, I firmly expect them to be trading back, but if they do uh, not trade back, uh, I believe Quiddy Pay is still on the board, Reeb. Quiddy Pay is on the board, Amal. Yep. Yeah. Um, we will send it with that pick here. You don't want to pick Jason Owe? Uh, not over Quiddy Pay, so I'm okay with that. And I'm pretty sure you're okay with that as well. <laughs> I'm more than okay with that, Amal. I think. I think. He's a late second rounder at best, Jason Oa. But we, again, we agree to disagree. <laughs> okay, now for the okay, Rashad Bateman's going to be my hammer home pick here. Oh, not even a question. Oh yeah, here my my hammer pick here is uh, Elijah Moore having that old misconnection between AJ Brown and uh, Ooh. Elijah Moore is something that I think you need to take into consideration. The speed is there. Uh, and I think AJ, you know, I I agree with you actually. I think Elijah Moore actually makes more sense because they already have an alpha in AJ Brown. And I think they needed some more lightning to add to that. And I think Elijah Moore fits that hole for sure. Yeah. I agree with that pick. Good pick them all. (laughs) And then, uh, pick 23, they just filled their QB hole, uh, with the second pick. Um, the jets, this is the pick they received from the Jamal Adams trade. Now, I think edge makes a lot of sense. So does corner. Um, I like Christian Barmore here, actually. I think you can, you can pit him. He's winning, not going to. I, I, Quentin Williams. I, yeah, I think it, just, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Two former Bama players in the mall. That's true. Or even Levi and Wuzurika as well, who I guess they're low, uh, PFF is lower on him than we are. By oh. a lot, apparently. What the heck? Jesus, where is he? Um, Dude, he's not even on the page one. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Aziz Ojolari would probably be my pick here. Fair enough. I mean, they need help everywhere, so they can go anywhere. Where is Aziz Ojolari? Right here. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, they need help everywhere. That's true. Yeah. Okay, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh quarterbacks obviously need offensive lines. In need running back is in need. I think they can fill that running back need later on. Ooh, interesting. <sighs> I I would uh, uh, I I have them. Uh, taking Najee Harris here at 24. I don't think they need any defensive help. They definitely need offensive line help, though. So I think Liam Eichenberg is the safest pick here for me. I also, I just scouted Stone Forsythe them all. And he's someone I think who's going to go most likely around two to day, like third, second, third. He's day two lock for me. But he's someone who has the athletic ceiling to really, you know, be one of the best tackles in this year's class. So that's a that's a sneaky first round name to hear. Uh, I'm going to take Liam Eikenberg though because I think he's the safest, more like the surest bet at tackle. All right, fair enough. Uh, like I said, I'd probably take Najee Harris because I think uh, running back is a serious need there. Uh, now we move on to pick 25. Uh, here, the Jacksonville Jaguars they also need pretty much everything. Honestly, uh, I'm going to go Trevon Morig out of TCU as the pick here. 
Uh, I think they do need safety help, and I think uh, solidifying that defense uh, would strongly benefit the Jacksonville Jaguars and make them back to where they were about five years ago. So I like Trevon Morig here out of TCU. Yeah, and if the Cleveland Browns are up here at 26 with Jeremiah Wusakaramoa on the board, they better run that pick home because their pass defense sucked. And I think JOK is the closest thing to Isaiah Simmons in this year's class. He's super versatile, plays nickel, plays safety, plays linebacker really well at a high level. I think he's going to immediately improve their passing defense, like not even a question about it. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And then 27, I think Rashad Bateman here is going to be the pick. I think uh, the need at wide receiver is heavy uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, and I think this is an easy pick to make. Okay, now at 28, right, you have the New Orleans Saints, dude. They don't really need – I don't think they need a lot of help. Linebacker – Wide receiver is not a need for them, bro. I'll be honest; it's not. It's not a serious need. They have. They have Michael Thomas. Uh, so I'd probably say their biggest needs are linebacker and corner. I can agree with that. Uh, if we were my, to go linebacker, I would probably go Zayvon Collins. Yeah, out of Tulsa. That out makes of Tulsa. Of, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I think also could see them going wrong down more. Davis though. makes a lot of sense. Rondell Moore does make sense. I, I'm not going to lie. That makes sense. You know, I'm going to go that way, makes... actually. I think I'm going to go that way. I think Rondell Moore. R- Rondell Moore. What? <sighs> they need some more explosiveness to that offense, I feel like. And I think you can that, add that, that he that does. He definitely Moore. does bring explosiveness. I can definitely agree with that. Um, I would have had Rondell Moore go pick later to the Green Bay Packers, but, but I'm okay with that. Here at pick 29, they also seriously need wide receiver help, uh, the Green Bay Packers. But I think uh, they'll ignore that all aside, and I think they'll pick cornerback Caleb Farley because they will never give Aaron Rodgers help. So we're going to stick through that route. Zayvon Collins is a good pick there too, though. I, 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 but I'll Come in and replace a lot of things there. Yeah. Ooh, now at 30. Okay, Jason Owe is definitely not the pick. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Barmore, maybe they can pair him with Ed Oliver. I think they have to go defense here. And I think here you'll going, pick Barmore. Maybe I can go Barmore here. Maybe you can go Najee Harris here. They need running back. Um, Who are the edges that we've taken? We've taken Aziz Jason Owe is on the Woody board. Bay, Jalen Phillips. Who's my fourth ranked edge? Is it? It might actually be Joe Tryon. <laughs> yeah, that's too high on Joe Tryon, in my opinion. I don't. Oh, Peyton Turner, and Ronnie Perkins too. Joe Tryon, yeah, Peyton Turner. At that I point, see Zay, them going at that point or two. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking too. But um, who's the best outside corner here? First of all, Javon Holland is not a corner. Kelvin Joseph, I think, too early for him just because of the risk. Who Ifiatu Melifanu, maybe. I like him. I like Paulson Adebo, too. It's an interesting pick all. I think if we're going best player available, right, looking at edge, for me, I really like Peyton Turner. I like Ronnie Perkins. I like Joe Tryon. You'll go Barmore? I'm going to go Barmore. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I feel that. Uh, that would probably be my pick here as well. Um, Najee Harris would probably be close to that, though. Uh, 20, 31, uh, 
the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they just picked up 27, Rashad Bateman. Here, I think they're going to take my guy, Jason Owe. Uh, and uh, I have no problems uh, with that pick. Hey, I mean, I think there's two teams that can develop Jason Owe really well. Three, actually. The Steelers, the Ravens, and the Vikings. Uh, I'm down with all of those picks, personally. I like how quarterback is a need for the Buccaneers. Like, like they, they, it is a need. So you could, you can say Kyle Trask here at thirty-two, and I would ha- not have a problem with it. Uh, yeah, that I'll leave it at that, honestly. But I think Levi is a better pick. Yeah, I, I think Levi gives you someone who can actually replace Dominican Sue when the time comes along. Let's look. Let's look at some of these grades. I'm all Dylan Verdun's is a D pick for me. Uh. Your uh, your Sean Slater pick without an F, I think that was pretty funny. How? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you got all a lot of All my grade, picks seem to. I think all my picks seem to do well, except uh, yeah, I think all my picks seem to do well. Yeah, I, mean, I guess they don't like my players that I like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, that is mock draft three point mall. Any picks that you think, well, I guess notable second round players, I think would be Zayvon Collins, Jameen Davis. Uh, Jameen, Jameen Davis will probably be picked in the first round. I can, I, I probably, I think Zayvon Collins I, goes in the first round too. I think he'll, he'll sneak in here somewhere. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we'll see Rashad, uh, Rondell Moore and Elijah Moore and Rashad Bateman and Waddle and Chase and Smith all go first round. I don't know if we'll see six wide receivers all being picked that high, uh, but I don't know. Uh, Levi, I don't know if he'll be picked first round. Christian Barmore, another guy. Caleb Farley, I don't know if he's going to be picked first round because of his injury He's issues. the biggest faller. Nice to know Gregor Rousseau didn't go in the first round, though. That, that warms um, my heart. Gregor Rousseau will probably be picked in the second round. He's a notable player, but he is going to be picked in the second round. I, I don't know if uh, – because I think teams will be – complacent with him being a second round pick and just not take him in the first round when as it should have. be I'm all. Uh, well they when they could have i could say but yeah uh yeah i'm uh that, i think that's uh that's all i gotta say this was a pretty good mock draft the only real red flag for me was in fact uh justin fields over zach wilson um i believe justin fields is better than zach wilson but i think zach wilson has always been the pick um, but yeah, uh, that's all I got to say there. Yeah. I think this draft of all is going to be super unpredictable, especially with it being a COVID draft. No, you know, I mean, pro days, everyone's pro days numbers are like inflated, no combine numbers. I mean, opt outs, 2019, like Levi day and play so many notable first round picks or just didn't play in 2020, uh, 2019, 2020. So it's a lot of projecting going on here. And I think this first round that we're looking at could be very different come tomorrow night because there's just going to be a lot of things, I think, and a lot of moving wheels, trades, obviously. But yeah, I think this is one of my favorite mock drafts so far this season, and I'm excited to see what happens tomorrow night. But yeah, that is it for me. Episode 69. Again, we are we have peaked. We're never going to... I might just stop making podcasts after this. I don't think there's a point in just continuing on. But yeah, that is it for me. Thanks for listening. Peace out and bye.